It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, friends? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. Listen, this football season, of course, is different, but Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment that you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. How's everybody doing? Bill Yorsetti back with you guys here. Uh, a little bit later in the week, of course. Um, you know, Apologies for that. I was a little under the weather the last couple days and... Um, you know, don't think it was COVID related, so don't worry, but I just had, you know, quite the cough and the last couple days just ended up resting quite a bit, just ended up not having a lot of energy really to do anything, but back at it here today. So I'm really excited to be back talking with you guys. Uh, always enjoy talking with you. So we got a little bit of uh, stuff to catch up on here. Uh, don't we, you know, we got, of course, some stuff to clean up from Sunday, talking about uh, Sunday's result, which of course did not go the Panthers' way, but we'll dig into that a little bit. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Sunday's upcoming game against the Saints, which is still on for now because we've also got to talk about some COVID-19 stuff surrounding the Panthers because we've seen in the last couple of days they have put a couple of players on the reserve COVID-19 list. So a little bit of catching up to do, uh, but excited to be back with you guys and talking some Panthers football. So let's go back to Sunday and talk about the game. Of course, it did not go the way the Panthers planned. The Panthers fall to the Chicago Bears in week six by a score of 23-16, to ending the Panthers' three-game winning streak and putting them back at the 500 mark at three and three and also dropping them now to third place in the, uh, well, actually a little more. I think they were already third kind of going into, uh, the week because of all the tiebreakers, but now they're truly in third place in the NFC South at three and three. You've got the bucks at four and two and the saints at three and two. The saints of course were on their bye in week six, but, um, it was a pretty ugly day, really, for uh, especially the offense of the Panthers. Really couldn't generate a lot of offense. And some of the opportunities that they did have throughout the game, they either squandered or left some points on the table, especially in the first half. You know, you had a, the Panthers had a couple of drives there where, uh, you know, especially the, um, one of their first possessions of the game, you get inside the 10-yard line, you've got first and goal, you're feeling good, you're thinking you're going to come away with a touchdown, and the Panthers ended up with multiple instances of that, actually, where you know they're deep in the red zone, they've got first and goal, uh, but they can't come away with seven points. They had to settle for three points on both occasions, and you, know, you see in a, uh, a seven-point final margin... Those two possessions come in, uh, you know, th- those those missed points end up looming quite large. And, 
you know, that's uh, that's always been Matt Rule. They even talked about it on the broadcast. Matt Rule always says he wants touchdowns, not field goals, and unfortunately the Panthers just couldn't punch it in. So uh, a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of uh, rough spots uh, on offense for the Panthers. They really just couldn't move the ball well. You know, they, they had a couple of nice plays, but uh, the Bears' defense really did a nice job of uh, containing the Panthers' receivers, uh, putting a lot of pressure on Teddy Bridgewater. They got to him four times. You know, when we had talked all week long, and really we've talked the last couple of weeks, about how this was a team that was taking care of the football, was... You know, moving the ball well on offense, not not doing a lot of stupid things, not not turning the ball over, things like that. Protecting Teddy Bridgewater, those were a lot of the things that helped keep the Panthers afloat over these last few weeks and building that three-game winning streak. And all that seemed to kind of come crumbling down against this Bears defense. You know, four interceptions, Teddy throwing a couple of picks, also one, also threw a pick six that got called back due to a penalty. So it was just an off day for the Panthers, uh, the Panthers' offense. But credit Chicago's defense. I mean, this is a really formidable unit. You know, they tried to they tried to go after rookie Jalen Johnson a little bit, but you know the the kid stepped up. And you know, we talked a lot about Jalen Johnson uh, throughout the draft process and how he was a really uh, really intriguing draft prospect, and he's already. And you know, we talked about him last week with Lauren Cox. He's already stepping up in a huge role as a rookie, already being kind of one of those leaders in the secondary, opposite uh, Kyle Kyle Fuller at the cornerback position. Really having a, a strong rookie season. So we had a big day yesterday, and um, you know, Fuller himself had a great day. Tayshawn Gibson had an interception. Uh, it, it was a total team effort. Uh, as far as the Bears' defense is concerned, in uh, in being as successful as they were uh, against the Panthers, so you know it was really sluggish for the Panthers. It was you know quite disappointing to watch, actually. How again they just left so many opportunities on the table. You know it's it's frustrating, obviously, when you watch a team get down into the goal near the goal line a couple of times and only come away with field goals you know of course the Panthers only ended up with one touchdown all game that was uh, Mike Davis from one yard out early in the fourth quarter that pulled the Panthers within seven but other than that they were uh, settling for field goals so you know rough day Teddy Bridgewater goes 16 of 29 216 yards two interceptions and he was sacked Four times on Sunday, Mike Davis had a bit of a quiet day, you know, decent, okay day rushing, 52 yards on 18 carries, but obviously not the greatest. It's less than three yards a carry. He did rush for a touchdown to kind of save his day, but then he only added three yards on two carries. So 55 total yards for Mike Davis a week after totaling about 150 um, and overall, it was, I mean, at least they did almost double the number of rushing yards that Chicago had. They did hold Chicago to 63 total yards rushing. So, you know, the whole uh, start your running backs against the Panthers. Well, David Montgomery had an okay day, 58 yards 
uh, 19 carries and 39 yards on four catches. So 97 total yards. Not terrible, but uh, Montgomery didn't score. But uh, Nick Foles did have the passing and rushing touchdown for the uh, for the Bears. 23 of 39, 198 yards, a touchdown and an interception. DJ Moore, you know, at least he had a, a solid day again. Five catches on 11 targets, 93 yards. Robbie Anderson caught four of his five targets for 77 yards. Uh, but that was, they were really the only guys that showed up. Curtis Samuel, of course, was banged up, did not play in this game. So it really fell on to Moore and Anderson as there were only two other players that um, that even hit double-digit receiving yards. That was Trenton Cannon at 15 yards on two catches. And then Keith Kirkwood, one catch, 13 yards before he re-aggravated that shoulder injury, and he's now back on injured reserve, so he's going to miss uh, a few more games. Ian Thomas had one catch for nine yards. Chris Manhurts, one catch, six yards, and we talked about Mike Davis, two catch, uh, two catches, three yards. So the Panthers, like I said, it was a, a slow day. They lo- lost the turnover battle, uh, I think, two to one. They uh, are actually, actually had three turnovers, excuse me, Teddy picked... Teddy was picked off twice, and then Mike Davis lost a fumble while Carolina picked off Nick Foles once, uh, but that but did not uh, recover any fumble. So 3-1, to one, they lost the turnover battle. And again, that's something else we talked about over the last couple of weeks that uh, made this team so successful. They were winning the turnover battle, and they were barely turning the ball over. Well, three turnovers in this game, four sacks, Usually spells doom, and that's exactly what happened uh, to this Panthers team. And then again, they ended up getting banged up. Uh, Justin Burris, you know, really sucks to see him go on injured reserve because he was having an outstanding season uh, through the first six weeks of the season. So it'll be tough to replace him. So we'll see uh, what the Panthers do going forward uh, to try to alleviate the loss of Justin Burris, at least for the uh, for the next couple of weeks. So uh, overall, it was a, a rough day for the Panthers. As again, they fall to 3-3 three and three now on the season with a big game coming on Sunday on the road against the New Orleans Saints. So we'll touch on that a little bit and kind of wrap around the NFL, what happened uh, this past week and how it affects the playoff standings right now. Uh, but first, we want to give a shout-out to uh, one of our great sponsors here, our friends over at Roman. Uh, you know, how often do you use excuses such as, I had a long day at work, or I'm just not feeling it? You know, it sometimes isn't easy to talk about erectile dysfunction, but Roman makes it easy to discuss and treat ED. A healthy life includes a healthy sex life, but if you struggle with erectile dysfunction, you may not feel like your best self. So if you want help with ED, Roman connects you with a real U.S. licensed healthcare professional who can prescribe the medicine you need. And with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medicine with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. And getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about, but now there's Roman. 
Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL to get up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So as we wrap around the uh, the rest of the NFC, we'll start with, you know, in the uh, the NFC South. Uh, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming away with a huge victory over the Green Bay Packers, 38-10, to just absolutely dominating the, Pan- or the Packers to stay atop the NFC South. The Saints, of course, were on their bye week. And then the Falcons finally won a game as, as they snapped the winless season, get Raheem Morris their first, uh, his first win as Falcons head coach. Matt Ryan throws four touchdowns and 371 yards as the Falcons beat the Vikings 40-23. to And I tell you what, the Falcons were nothing if not uh, consistent in this one as they scored 10 points. 10 points in each of the four quarters. Uh, the Vikings, you know, scored a few uh, garbage time points in the fourth quarter, but the Falcons pretty much dominated this one from start to finish. So they finally get their first win to go to one and five. So as we look at the, um, you know, we just talked, of course, about the division standings. It's Tampa Bay at four and two, New Orleans three and two. Carolina three and three, Atlanta at one and five. If we take a look now at the playoff standings and where the Panthers sit there, uh, the NFC of course still only has one undefeated team left. That's the Seahawks at five and zero. Oh. Bears are now holding the second spot in the NFC as they are five and one and leading the NFC North by a half game over the Packers. Buccaneers lead the South at four and two, and then of course you've got the two and four Dallas Cowboys leading the NFC East. And the crazy stat is that Dak Prescott still is leading the league in passing, even though he did not play last uh, last Sunday. Wild cards right now all have at least four wins. It's the Packers at four and one, the Cardinals at four and two, and then the Rams at four and two. So the Panthers. Still aren't far off the uh, the playoff run right now. The Saints are sitting at three and two, uh, sitting in eighth place right now, and then the Panthers are in ninth at uh, three and three. They're actually tied with the 49ers at three and three, but the Panthers have the edge right now uh, based on strength of victory. And as we talked about, the Panthers at least right now have a head-to-head victory over one of the teams ahead of them in the wild card standings, and that of course being the Arizona Cardinals, who just came off a big win 
over the Cowboys on Monday Night Football. So the Panthers certainly are not out of the mix by any stretch of the imagination. Remember, they have the Saints this week and, of course, in Week 17. Uh, they still have to play the Packers in Week 15. They don't play the the Rams this year, of course, uh, but at least, at least they still have games against two of the teams above them in the wild card standings and also already have a head-to-head victory over one of the teams ahead of them. So, you know, we're still talking playoffs a little bit, but certainly this was one of those opportunities that the Panthers uh, could have taken advantage of. You know, when we talked about uh, the playoff possibilities and those games that the Panthers were favored, this was obviously one of them. Uh, So missed opportunity for the Panthers, uh, but plenty of time to bounce back, you know, and it could start this Sunday against the Saints. We also, of course, have to talk about the flip side of this, the draft order. It's never too early to talk about the draft and where the Panthers are sitting there since, of course, they are out of the playoffs. So we look at Tankathon right now, and we see that the Panthers right now sit 15th in the draft order. There's uh, three teams right now sitting with a 3-3 three and three record. We, we just said, of course, the 49ers as well as the Miami Dolphins, who, of course, just made a quarterback switch. They are going now with Tua Tungavailoa, the fifth overall pick from the 2020 draft. He will be the starter when the Dolphins come out of their bye week in week eight against the Rams. And actually, the the, uh, Dolphins have the easier strength of schedule right now. And, of course, Tankathon does use all 16 games, so they project it all the way out, which is usually how I've always done it anyway, and I think is the better way to do it. Uh, so Miami sitting at 14, Caroline at 15, San Francisco at 16. And, you know, we'll probably start looking at some of these mock drafts as well, but, you know, this draft class, there's going to be a lot of star power. I've seen some people talk about Carolina and some mock drafts with uh, Kyle Pitts, as the pick, the tight end out of Florida, who's just absolutely incredible. He's a great athlete, uh, catches just about everything in his path. Uh, so he's been fun to watch this season. And I'm excited for Penn State to come back too because you've got uh, Pat Freermuth, who, of course, has gotten the nickname Baby Gronk. So really excited to see those two guys battle it out. Um, you know, for uh, for fun, we'll just run through the, the draft order real quick right now. Obviously, we can figure who the number one pick is right now because there's only one winless team left in the NFL. That, of course, is the New York Jets at 0-6. But then you've got six teams sitting at 1-5 and and then three more teams that only have one win. So it's uh, kind of putrid right now at the bottom of the draft order, or I should say the top of the draft order, bottom of the standings, top of the draft order, uh, however you want to look at that. But it's Washington, and this is this is the order right now, uh, or what the draft order would be right now, of the one and five teams. It would be Washington at number two, the Giants at number three, Atlanta at four, Jacksonville five, Minnesota at six, and then, of course, Houston sitting there at 1-5. and five, But as we know, their pick goes to Miami. So the Dolphins right now sitting with pick 7 and 14. Then you're at the Chargers, who uh, just had their bye in week 6. They're sitting at 1-4. and four, So they'd be picking number 8 right now. And then the Eagles and the Bengals still together. Uh, they, of course, tied and still have the same record. Both are at 1-4-1. One, 
the Eagles right now would be ahead of the Bengals uh, in the draft order. So they'd be picking ninth, Cincinnati at 10. And then you get to the three teams that are two and three. That would be Detroit at 11, New England at 12, and Denver at 13. And then you get to the three and three teams, Miami, Carolina, and San Francisco. And then the last two teams not in the playoffs right now, sitting at 17 and 18 in the playoffs, the Saints at 17, and the Raiders at 18. So that's the draft order right now. Panthers sitting 15th overall. Uh, but as we've seen, you know, if we've looked around at some mock drafts, a lot of talent to be had at that 15th pick. And uh, I know Joe Marino just uh, dropped an article over at the Draft Network talking about the possibility of if the Panthers have the ability to take one of those top quarterbacks in this draft, do they? That's certainly an interesting question and one I'm sure we'll be talking about, especially if the Panthers don't make the playoffs, uh, and especially if they slip up a little bit here in these final 10 games and kind of move up in the draft order. You know, it's certainly still possible that uh, their fortunes can be reversed a bit and they maybe end up in, say, the top 10 of the draft. And that question is going to loom quite large. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence won't be there, but, you know, the possibility could be there that, you know, one of the others falls to them or they trade up for guys like uh, Justin Fields or a Trey Lance. So it's something that'll definitely be worth talking about, uh, especially as we get closer to the end of the season and, and closer to the start of uh, the the actual draft season after uh, the football games are over. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So that's where the Panthers stand now as far as like the playoff standings, draft order. Uh, we'll talk quick about the Saints and then kind of wrap things up here on the podcast. But first off, our friends over at Built Bar, the Best-tasting protein bar ever. Big shout-out to them. The Improved Built Bar is even deliciouser with 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, such as caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are healthy. Great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. For example, the peanut butter flavor, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So to take advantage of the offer that Built Bar has for you listeners out there, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo so again, use promo code locked on for 20% off your next order at builtbar.com. 
Week 7 on the horizon. The Carolina Panthers hitting the road to take on the New Orleans Saints as they start a little bit of a stretch here within their division as three of their next four games now are against the three their three fellow NFC South opponents. It's the Saints on thir- on Sunday. Then, of course, they're on a short week in Week 8 playing the Falcons on Thursday night. And then Week 10 is, of course, their second meeting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, of course, as we know, that those games sandwich a Week 9 trip to the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. So, a bit of a tough stretch coming for the Panthers. Um, but, you know, the competitiveness that they've shown in these, really in all these games, you know, you could, you could tell they were still fighting, but um, in the end, Sunday just wasn't their day against the Bears. Um, offense obviously has to pick up quite a bit if they're going to keep pace with the Saints on Sunday because we've obviously seen now how explosive this Saints team can be. Uh, Michael Thomas, of course, is getting close to returning. You know, we know the issues that went on going into that Monday night game against the Chargers. Um, But he's getting close to returning and the Saints, again, coming off a bye. So he's had some extra time to rest. So uh, would not be surprised if Michael Thomas is back for this Sunday. And with the loss now of Justin Burris, that's going to put more pressure on this Panthers secondary um, against the Saints offense, which has gotten better. You know, uh, Manuel Sanders seems like he's finally started to click with the Saints offense. He was very quiet the first couple games of the season. He started to pick it up a little bit, had a big day uh, in that Monday night overtime win against the Chargers, that big come-from-behind victory, as we know. The uh, the Saints were down at one point 20-3 late in the first half before they scored right before halftime, and then clawed their way back and won the game in overtime. So this is going to be a tough battle. Um, you know, and if Curtis Samuel is still banged up, uh, that's obviously going to hurt the uh, the Panthers' passing attack, and we know the Saints still sport a incredible defense, at least especially in the back end. Um, you know, Moore and Anderson certainly are going to be limited by... Marcus Lattimore and uh, the Saints coming in with uh, some really good pass rush. I mean, uh, Troy Hendrickson has been a uh, quite the surprise so far this season. He's been one of the unsung heroes for the Saints defensive line this season. So, you know, the, the Saints are going to attack you in a lot of ways, as we know, and offensively I mean it's still kind of the the same old offense Drew Brees has been getting his mojo back a little bit after a a sluggish start and we know they're going to throw Taysom Hill in there as well because Sean Payton just loves Taysom Hill Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray form an incredible one-two punch they have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL it's going to be a tough challenge I think for this Panthers offense, or really for this Panthers team, I should say. Not just the offense, but the Panthers team as a whole. But I'm excited to dig more into the Saints when we get to crossover Thursday. As, uh, of course, I'll be chatting up with my boy, Ross Jackson, 
of Locked On Saints. Always enjoy talking to him. So that's just a quick little taste, at least to start, on the Saints. Like I said, we'll dig more into them as the week goes on as we get closer to Sunday here. But I was glad to be back with you guys here. Like I said, glad to be over whatever I had uh, over the last couple of days. But glad to be back with you guys. Glad you guys are joining me as always. Thank you as always for making me a part of your day. Have a great rest of it. Take care of yourselves and each other. And we will see you next time right here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Until then, Billy Rossetti signing off. We will see you soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.